This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. How did food work its way into the story? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola. Hola. So... Ted actually kind of was reminding me of this that, that happened to me a couple of years ago. Um, I was in a drive-thru at a McDonald's, and uh, my, it was right after one of my kids had been born. And it's like the day after. I was super stressed out just because new kid. And I had my other kids with me in the car. Went to McDonald's because I was like, I'm going to get them treat. You know, McDonald's, get them dinner, be done get up to the window where I get to uh, go to get my food and they tell me, Hey, can you pull around front? Um, it's going to be eight minutes to make this chicken sandwich. All right. And I said, no, I'm good. I'll sit right here. And they're like, wait, what? Well, in the drive through lane. Right. Yeah. Right in the drive through, right at the, the last window where you get your food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I said, no, I'll just, I'll wait right here. I'm, I'm good waiting right here. And they didn't understand that. They asked me to move. I said, no, I'm, I'm good. I'll wait. It's only eight minutes. I'm good. And they eventually, I guess, called the police on me because an officer showed up, pulled in the reverse direction in front of me and asked me what was going on. I said, I'm just waiting for my food. If they had given it to me 30 minutes ago, you wouldn't even be here. Right, but they're trying to run their business, man. Like, sometimes chicken sandwiches aren't ready, so while you're yeah. sitting there, like... All the people behind you that order their food, their food will be ready, and they continue to serve people. But if you're stand- if you're blocking the window, then they can't continue their business by pulling well, over. And I realized I was, I was being an, an a-hole, but I was, I was stressed, and I was just, I was like, nope, I'm not having it no, today. Well, as long as you understand you're in the wrong. As long as yeah. you can recognize yeah, all, that. That's all, uh, as long as you know it's on you. You were having a moment. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was. I, I completely understand that, yes, I was being a complete D-bag to the people behind me, but at the moment, I was like, I don't care. I, I yeah. just don't care. Everything else has <laughs> come crashing down today. I just don't care. <laughs> okay. That's why they call the cops. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've all had those moments. Now I'm having a bad yeah. day. I don't wait right there. Right. Nah, it has nothing to do with you. I'm having a bad day. How I'm, did, uh, I can't, what's, I'm telling you, I'm like, look, my dad did it. It was way out of line. It's completely embarrassing. And you're screwing other over other customers. Right. He knows. He yeah, knows. Yeah. You know. Just but, he does, but he does, but he doesn't matter. He doesn't mind admitting right. it and knowing that he's wrong, at least. How did food work its way into the story? 206-803-ROCK. Oh, <laughs> uh, here's one for you. You ever bring uh, food into the bedroom? 
not really. I mean, I know there's ice cubes, but oh, you mean for sexual? Yeah, oh, okay. for right. for sexual. I mean, like I'll take a cookie in a yeah, whipped cream, <laughs> strawberries. Not right. for you. That's the normal thing people picture. I, mean, I guess spray whipped cream before. Once. Okay, see, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Well, this one's a little different. My brother had this friend named Smiley when we were in our twenties. Dude and his girl like to bring food into their sexy time. Well, one time he put spaghetti with marinara on her nether regions, but apparently <laughs> he didn't get it all out. She ended up getting a bacterial vaginosis oh, and had to get a plethora of antibiotics to get rid of the infection. Oh, that from Suzanne. Stick with the strawberries and the chocolate and the whipped cream. Yeah, this is spaghetti a spaghetti sep- with a, marinara. This is a separation here. You look. I, if I'm doing that, I'm not really focused on eating food. Right. It's not that I won't be hungry afterward, or maybe I'm even hungry. I'll fight through it. I might have to poop. I'm probably not even going to get up and do that. Just think about strippers, all right? Do they come out with broccoli? Right. Do they no. walk around with spaghetti and marinara and rub it on their boobs and then go, do you want to lick it off? In no. Jersey, they do. <laughs> the trick is to spin the right. fork. <laughs> chocolate, off a chocolate syrup. Chocolate. Whipped yeah. cream. cream. Strawberries. Bring a strawberry if you want to. Maybe grapes if you can do a trick. But look, I will say this. If you want me to eat vegetables, that would be a good start. You know what the checkmate move is if you grabbed a grinder and a block of Parmesan and started shredding <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. How about a half Tell a me ba- when it's done. What about, about a- this move? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How about a half a banana? <laughs> yeah, that has happened. That, is yeah. that, that has happened, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, it did not happen. It didn't. No, it did not Our happen. Our boss told us to tell everyone it did not happen. It never happened. Because we told him it did. Because it was on the air. And this exact question was this. Are you effing stupid? Like, well, when you ask it like that, I'm guessing the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. But that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, but you know what, though? I was the dumb in, the dumbass there because I ate the backside of it. I know. You ate the stuff that was sticking out. But she didn't even think that would happen. And I'm just like, look, man, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> Sorry. Game on. <laughs> this must happen. It's a banana. How did food work its way into the story? 206-803-ROCK. It's always odd because he was always there. Who's that? Dennis. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he didn't, he didn't he, care. He was encouraging. No, 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 I know. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I, I have literally gone to dinner with the guy after being with his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Long story like, yeah, short. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, it's just, but there is part of me. Like, this is Summer, odd. What was her name? Sunset Thomas. Sunset Thomas. Yeah. She was the then girlfriend of the late Dennis Hoff. They walked into the studio for an interview. The first thing she did was get naked. All right. So, I mean, literally, just got naked and sat there and did the interview. Uh, at some point toward the end of the interview, she produced a banana. Thought it'd be funny. Hey, would you grab half of it? Do you expose that? And I absolutely did. Uh, and I remember she's like, oh, well, the other half pops out. Miles ate that. <laughs> so what we found out. I was hungry, man. We did a midday show. After the show, we found out apparently that's not okay. What? Yep. No, we thought it was. Yep. We didn't know, man. So, yeah, we got a lot of trouble. We said that was not in the handbook. I did not read that. <laughs> Everything read. had to be in the handbook. <laughs> that's not in CBS handbook. How did uh, food work its way into the story? 206-803-ROCK. Cammy. Cammy Parker. That was the girlfriend when I went down. I remember. Uh, she yeah. was hot. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the men's room. Hello, bitches. Hola. How you guys doing? Doing great, man. Positive Friday. Positive Friday. Nice. (laughs) So I'm from the Baltimore area, but I'm in Seattle now. Okay. What part of Baltimore were you living in? Uh, Towson. Okay. Nice. That's where we were. That's where our old studios used Mm -hmm. to be. Nice. Yep. I think I worked there as an intern, maybe. For real? What station Back did you work day. for as an intern? I, I can't remember the name of the station. But I only worked there like a week or so. <laughs> okay. Because I got another job. But say, it then it was cool. definitely at one of our stations, yes. Because most people did work about a week. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So anyway, I was, have you ever heard of Angelina's? Angelina's. 
It was on Harford Road. Is that a seafood place? Yeah, it had the best crab cakes in Baltimore. Okay, yeah, I'm somewhat familiar with it, yes. So my buddy and I worked there, and we'd go on the walk-in during our shifts, and they had all the crab meat in the tubs. And we would eat the crab meat and drink the uh, whiskey sour mix. By the end of our shifts, we were hammered. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's standard restaurant stuff, man. You have to take advantage. One thing I will say, in Baltimore, you always have crab meat. But buy a pound of crab meat, the chef could yell at you. He would threaten everyone, just everyone in general. Do not eat the crab meat. It is so expensive per pound. We all understand. Every single one of us. Every tub, that was a one-pound crab meat. By the time we opened it to actually use in a recipe, it was a half-pound of crab meat. Look, it didn't matter. And it's not that we ate a lot at any one time, but you have 12 different cooks basically doing like the little pouch like you do for two. Yeah. Like, it just reduced. And it's like, look, man, you can keep yelling that. And you Mm -hmm. can fire all of us. But I promise you, your next crew that you hire, they're going to eat that crab meat. The one cook we had, man, he would close up the kitchen by 11 at this bar. Yeah. But after you close, it's 2 a.m. We would rip hunks of bread and dip it in the honey mustard. Oh. He'd be like, just ladle it out. <laughs> and wash the ladle. He's like, every Sunday I come in, <laughs> you, guys, you, you fat bastards have just been <laughs> dipping in the honey mustard. And like me and we would be like, why do you think it's us? And he's like, you both weigh like 340 pounds. I know you're hungry. It was us. Brutally honest. <laughs> Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Oh, there he is in his dungeon studio bar, studio dungeon thing. Ryan Castle, how are you? I'm good, man. You know, I I like to think there's a time and there's a, a place for... Holiday music. If I had to guess the folks in that room, it would be uh, Mike loves Christmas music. Yeah. Ted probably likes a lot of Christmas music. I do. Miles could take it or leave it, and Thrill is absolutely repulsed by it. Am you I are correct. 100%. I, can, I can leave it. I hate it. Yes, I I am, I'm so happy that our station is not playing Christmas music. That was a great idea. No, we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like there's a time and a place for it, though. Like, I enjoy it every now and again. I tell you what, I was making cookies the other day. Yeah, in my kitchen, baking cookies, and I put on Christmas music, and my you wife did. texted me from, from downstairs, who are you? Yeah. I agree. Okay, You All don't right. need Christmas said, music. I said, I said someone who is bringing joy to our home, right. Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went in to get a coffee the other day, my normal spot, and they were playing, it was Frosty the Snowman from the cartoon version that we know as kids. Mm-hmm. Right? So the frosty, the snowman, that one, that one. There's a gently happy So I looked at the girl there, uh, Gracie, and I said, Gracie, are they making you play this S, or are you doing this on your own? She's like, you can take this coffee and get out. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently I, uh, so. yeah, I got away with no, the, people uh, that like Christmas music baristas. are exceptionally defensive of liking Christmas yeah. music. People like myself who hate Christmas music, exceptionally defensive of me not liking it. But, but you know, it's always think, misconstrued as you don't have Christmas spirit. Like, I got plenty of Christmas spirit. I don't need to hear that. The music takes me out of Christmas spirit. Mike, yeah, yeah it's entirely possible that some of these songs are just awful, and that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it could I be. I think part of, the pro- part, part of the problem is is there are only about eight Christmas songs that were ever written, and then 75 versions 
of each one of those songs. How so is it doesn't it matter. You're just going to be you're going to be burned out because you've heard well, Jingle Bell Rock seven times in the last like day, but it's been music. eight different versions of it. Right, but you people that don't like it are what so mean, aggressive about it. So say Mike and I right. are listening to it on the way to Costco Sunday. We're not yeah. giving you grief for listening to it. I only give you grief if I also have to hear it. So you yeah, and Mike, yeah. Costco and jingling all the way, good. I'm glad you did, man. Mm-hmm. If I were in the car, I'd be like, hey, can you please turn the station? My I'm going to grab the so wheel. Today's- it doesn't need a today's sit and spin is is the uh, the Christmas songs that we are yeah. most burned out on because they are the most overplayed, which I think Thrill would agree are all of them. Right. But we'll have ten. Okay. Number ten. You're a mean one. <laughs> I disagree. This is the one I can take. You really. You know, I got in trouble. I 100 percent agree. I played this uh, the equivalent of the sound, but this was back in Baltimore, and I had the overnight shift, six hours of Christmas music. I'm losing my mind. So I snuck this in, right? It was like 4 in the morning. And the freaking hotline rings. And it's the program director. Um, That's not part of the schedule. It's not Christmassy. I said it's very Christmassy. It's the only time you talk about the Grinch. And I don't know if you know this. In the end, turns out he's a decent dude. It's as Christmassy as it gets, all right? But I got in trouble. Mm. You do that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. These are the 10 most overplayed holiday songs of all time. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, right. now that you mention it, yeah. this is probably my favorite Christmas song. I was going to say this. Brenda's is rocking around the Christmas tree. I think she's like 12 years old when she records this song, too. Did, uh, did Home Alone save this song? Yes. Okay. Thanks, I don't alone. know that this song needed saving. I'm sure Home Alone probably made the Brenda Lee estate a lot of money, though. I bet it did. <laughs> I don't think this song ever left. Nah. Don't call it a comeback. Yeah. It's been here for years. Who makes? Who would you say Ryan makes the most money off of uh, Christmas music each year? Is it Mariah Carey? Is she the one that cashes in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest Christmas song ever. But what I about mean, like Barbara Streisand? So Barbara Streisand does not have like one particular song like Mariah Carey, but I feel like her, the Barry Manilow's like... They have seven I think or in 2022, people aren't going to that well, though. They are. They're going to yeah. the Mariah Carey well. But they're all the same like song. They're going to the Michael Bublé well. Bublé is yes. a Christmas guy. But yeah. Bublé exists specifically because I'm convinced that like he was made out of like Frosty the Snowman snow. Like, maybe, maybe Christmas time, the, Bublé's the guy. Maybe he's the guy that makes all the money. Yeah. These are the 10 most overplayed holiday songs of all time. Eight, number eight. Last So if Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree is my favorite Christmas song, this is my least favorite. And I'll tell you why. It's because it's my wife's favorite. Oh, Oh, there you go. She likes this. Yeah. She's got got bad taste in all things, Miles, in case you haven't noticed. But she also likes clutch, doesn't she? Yeah, that's true. How do you go from clutch to this? Yeah. Uh, Bipolar? I don't know. (laughs) It's like you meet people that go, I don't like sports or what they call it, sports ball. Sport ball, yeah. Well, yeah, I watch Seahawks. <laughs> you, you know they're playing a sport. <laughs> These are the 10 most overplayed holiday songs of all time. Seven, number seven. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree. She's trying to get laid by Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, for sure. She's looking for a sugar daddy is what she's doing. I want to be your first two hoes. So here's a fun fact. Uh, Mariah Carey earns, on average, $600,000 in royalties from the song every December. Wow. On the high end, uh, $1.2 million. Okay. Well, no wonder she dresses up and sings in the parade and everything I else. mean, look, I would, too. Yeah. 
Damn. Don't make that kind of money. I would Ten just look unhappy. For holiday nothing. Songs. That's mail money. That just shows up. Oh, here's my favorite. I like this one, too, because it only has uh, seven lyrics. It's easy to remember. And also, I think any song that goes, is fantastic. <laughs> That's the song the elves make when Santa's feeling frisky. No, Santa, baby. Yeah, that's my jam right there. <laughs> Jose Feliciano. Name another song from Jose he had Feliciano. One, he actually had a hit, and I can't remember what I the hell it was. I believe you. What is it? I don't know right now off the top of my head, but I'm sure people really, really liked it. Yeah. It's the yeah. English version of right. Feliz Navidad. No, I'm telling you, he had like a, a legitimate hit. I don't know. I think he did Chico and the Man, maybe. Was he beyond Chico and the Man? I'm pretty sure he was Chico. Chico. Don't, don't get this good. The man, he ain't so hard to understand. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's the lyric. Oh, it was. Well. It was great. <laughs> These are the 10 most overplayed holiday songs of all time. Five, number five. Oh, here she goes. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. We just put another dollar in Mariah Carey's bank. <laughs> so I love Christmas music, but I hated this song for years. Now I'm back. Get it, Mariah. You bet. Yeah, why not? Every chick you know the loves Mar- it. The, the Mariah Carey well, where Ted wants to be. <laughs> well, that's no doubt. Ted would dive headfirst into that well. Yeah. Nick Cannon did. Like Scrooge McDuck in his money vault. That's right. <laughs> These are the 10 most overplayed holiday songs of all time. Number four. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. I think we were discussing off the air that this song is actually about Barbara Streisand's testicles. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I like him because he sounds drunk when he sings. Probably because he was. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. You know, these people drank whiskey for breakfast. Look, if if I'm going to listen to Christmas music, though, I think my go-to is probably going to be the Standards and the Crooners, though. I love this stuff. I'm with you, dude. Like, I, I like all Christmas music, but it's hard to beat the Crooners. But I feel like that's, at least for our generations, that's how it got beaten in your head first, right? Correct. Like, growing up, these were the voices you heard, and then it got all updated with everybody's BS Christmas And it's safe. There's no mention of Satan. I mean, you're just like you're 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 drinking whiskey in the morning. You got slippers on by the fire. Um, your wife is cleaning the house. You know, old fashioned stuff. <laughs> doesn't it seem weird that Santa doesn't have an arch enemy? That's a good point, man. You know, someone trying to foil him every year. Because he's such a hero, right? Usually, like, you know, he needs a joke or a bane. Him, you know, like I don't Not know. Not this year, Santa Claus. Knocking a leg out of a reindeer, messing with a sled. I yeah, don't it's know, Jack something. Jack Skelton from uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. I heard this year he has a real enemy. These are the inflation. T- these are the oh, two most <laughs> overplayed holiday songs. Inflation, man. I wish man. you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Again, I feel like I'm in second grade, and my school has invited someone we don't know to sing to us at an oh. assembly. Uh, that's are, what this sounds like. These are my chestnuts. These are my chestnuts. Please take care of my chestnuts. These are the walnuts. Um, 
Every time I was uh, uh, saying this song in school, uh, and I don't know if this is true of you guys, but everybody always put too much emphasis on wish, so it was, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. We wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> These are the 10 most overplayed holiday songs of all times so we've made it to number one. Number one. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Oh, there he is, Mike. Hey, look oh, what fun it is to ride in a I'm actually so enjoying one of his waters jingle right now. Bells, what is his water? Oh, the buble, buble, bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. I mean, this makes you want to have a cocktail and put on a suit. Not listening yeah. to him, but when I can, when yeah. I see him, yeah, because he's always winking and pointing and smiling. And it used to drive I need a me crazy. pipe and a smoking jacket. Also, the cup has a little handle on it to put your finger in when you do it. Yeah. Or it's a, it's a, it's a moose antler. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Castle. We appreciate it. There you go on uh, Sit and Spin with the 10 most overplayed holiday songs of all time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Good or bad, what significant thing happened to you this year? Hello, Daniel. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola, boys. Hola. So, um, extremely long story short, um, there was one day at work where things were going on um, as normal. And then uh, all of a sudden, I wake up in an ER room. Turns out that I had myself a seizure. And uh, that seizure, I found out, was caused by a brain tumor. Oh, geez. And uh, so since then, yeah, since then, I've had um, a surgery, a diagnostic surgery. Um, it's not cancerous, thank God. Um, however, uh, it's still growing. So they weren't able to take out the whole thing during my surgery. So. Uh, actually, just uh, today, I started uh, chemotherapy and radiation. How are you feeling? Um, well, they told me that, you know, I'll still feel normal in a couple weeks or for a couple weeks. But then they said once I get to about week three, that's when it's going to start hitting me. Now, how long How long yeah. is this th- that you have to go through this? Uh, it's... Um, so it, it's kind of odd because a lot of people that are cancerous, they do like a week of radiation and then they do like a couple weeks of, uh, of chemo. 
Um, I'm doing six weeks straight of both at the same time. Oh, man. So you're just taking it out. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is that it's playing the long game. This is kind of the standard care for what my, uh, my diagnosis is. And so um, it's, uh, it's radiation straight to the brain um, for, uh, for five days a week, six weeks. Okay. And, and then I'm taking chemo pills for every day for the next six weeks. Did you, did you have a, a lead into this? Did you start getting headaches or becoming dizzy or a little bit lightheaded? Was there any sign at all before the seizure happened? So, so I had, I had uh, some things that are called auras, and we're not talking about the spiritual thing, but it's like something. I didn't know what that was. Um, if I would have known what that was, then yeah, it would have been a giant, like a giant red flag. But um, I thought that I had something going on, and then I thought I figured out like that it was kind of more like because I was just kind of feeling off. And I said, "Hey, I think it's this." I started taking some supplements, started being a little bit more careful on some things, and then I didn't have another one for like months on end. So I thought I had it taken care of. It's a weird time but, to feel uh, off. Found too. out that. Say again. I said it's a, it's a weird time to feel off because every time you feel off, you, you take a COVID test. No, right. Because you just don't know what it, is, what, what it could be. You know, like, oh, God, I don't feel right. I'll take a COVID test. So what are auras exactly? Yeah. Does that mean, what, like fuzzy vision? Are you seeing stuff or what? So for me, um, it, a lot of it depends on where the tumor is in your brain. For me, it was really weird, um, but they're so distinctive. But for me, like, my, my vision was getting so distinct. Um, so, like, you know, everybody sees, everybody's got two eyes, sees in three dimensions, right? Okay. And for some reason, it was completely inexplicable, um, is that it was getting more and more profound in my vision. But then at the same time, I would have some sort of cognitive fascination. Like, I'd have an old memory come up that was not completely unrelated to anything that I was doing at that time. And I'd fixate on it for, like, 10 seconds, and then it would be done. Hmm. The brain is a um, weird so thing, like depending what gets me, pressed. Though. Yeah. So let me let me ask but, you this, okay? Yeah. Because years ago, I went to the doctor. There's this lump thing kind of behind my ear, okay? And the doctor says yeah. to me, they they do all the routine scans, but what he says is, "Hey, we figured out what the lump is. It's a tumor." And in the moment that he says that, it's hard to explain, but you can feel your blood get cold and your vision mm-hmm. kind of changes because I mean, your brain is trying to process. Then he says, about ten seconds later, "Oh, it's not cancerous." And I remember I looked at him and I said, man, you need to lead with that. And he said, well, a tumor is just anything in your body that basically shouldn't be there, depending how it grows in. I said, that's great. You know that. I said, when you tell someone they have a tumor, the instant thought is, and and it would have been the same thing, like it's brain cancer. So did he say it is a non-cancerous tumor or did he just open with, there's a tumor in your brain? They, when they looked at the MRI that I got, um, they said, hey, it doesn't look cancerous. And uh, the first doctors that I talked to were just like, hey, we'll just keep an eye on it. And then when I saw my second doctor, they're just like, I want to cut your brain open and take, take some of it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And relieving, um, the, relieving yeah. the pressure, will, I'm assuming, will stop the seizures because you're not epileptic. You just had a seizure based on the fact that the tumor is pressing up against something in your brain that triggered that. Correct. That's exactly what's, what's going on. It's in what's called the epileptic center or portion of, uh, of my brain. And okay. you would have never um, known that without having the tumor. I haven't had a seizure since. So. All right. Okay. All right. Well, good, that's man. good. Just a seizure shallot. Yeah. <laughs> good or bad, what significant thing happened to you this year? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Brandon. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, dinosaurs. Hola. Uh, so, like the... Uh, 
previous caller, I was a well-established marine diesel mechanic, traveling the world, making almost six figures. Um, I kind of enjoyed it, but uh, had a uh, thought that I wanted to be an EMT, so I went out and got certified, and now I uh, work for a private ambulance company, making crap money, working crap hours, but I uh, absolutely love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have a question. How many levels of sirens do you have in one ambulance? So, uh, like, I, I know I've seen you guys go by. I know the private ones. Sometimes you're like, rrr, rrr. sometimes you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. But then so, some I can't figure out. Like, what are you trying to talk about? That's like, well, that's that's the fire department. Fire department, like, they, they make you guess. But like, you're not in a hurry. Right, but like, you don't want me in the way. But rrr. I don't. Like, what does that mean? That like, that I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know siren. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, I know woo, woo, woo. So, uh, when we were in Germany, you knew damn well when the police were going oh by. Or an ambulance. I mean, it was distinctive. It was the same. It was un- it, They were not separate sirens. It was one deal. Right. You're a cop. You hear this. If you're an ambulance, you hear the same damn thing. Yeah, get out of the way. How do you right. tell the difference between a cop car and an ambulance? You, you can, you but can. what I'm saying, certain, like, Sometimes. cop cars are doing rip, rip, kind of like honking their horn to a degree. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, like Miles said, the fire trucks, they, the yeah. sirens aren't on, but it's just like this. It's like we're kind of in a hurry. Like you answered a question wrong not, on a game show. You not know? a real big like hurry. What, what do I do if I'm driving a car? Cause there's, it's like if the siren could talk, just a brush. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't get it. So fire engine, that, that's the Q siren. That's a, a pedal-operated mechanical siren that there's actually like, groups of enthusiasts that that just watch videos of that it's, are you uh, serious it's, <laughs> oh i i get tingly just hearing it but what does that but, mean uh, like what 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 message are they sending us of that like i said it's obvious when you need to get the hell out of the way but everything other than that like i, I don't right. know what the siren means yeah so pull right if you hear sirens see light um there's a lot of confusion sometimes so on the freeways uh we'll turn our lights off um just so that there is less confusion because uh, you're already going fast enough. Mm. It's uh, they switch sirens just to avoid the repetitive noise, so people just get used to that one noise. It kind of wakes them up from hearing the. Ah, uh, okay. I and got also, you. from the nausea sta- from from the nausea standpoint, has there ever been a thought about uh, putting people in feet first in their head in the back, so that when you drive forward, you're not getting sick because yeah. you're in the backward position? Because <laughs> that's the last time I talked to somebody I'm like, dude, do you have a vomit bag in here? Because I'm going to throw up before we get to the hospital And he digs around and he gives me the vomit bag And I open it up like a, a bag of popcorn You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sitting there holding it and he goes By the way, dude, Red Festival was a blast last year <laughs> Thanks! Oh, no. And I was like It's a good time to bring it up, man Timing it's all timing. <laughs> Want more of the Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on Radio.com. What do you think? One more contestant for the year. Big one more. Let's, Let's do it. Man. Let's do it. Let's go crazy. Not unless we're one and done. Hello, Cassie. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola. Hola. Cassie, sober or not sober? Sober. Sober Cassie. All right, welcome to Big Dummy. Okay, our men's room poll. You're gonna do. A, you're gonna be a hero there, Cassie. For one good deed done, are you gonna take an award certificate, five thousand dollars in cash, free beer for life, or a mouth hug? 
I'd have to go with 5000 for cash. Taking the money. Okay, good call. Pay off your gambling debts. I can feel it. And your credit card. <laughs> credit card. Mm-hmm. All right, Cassie. Anyone ever call you Gassy Cassie, like when oh. you were a kid? Sassy Cassie. Sassy Cassie. I see. Well, you could be sassy, mm-hmm. classy, Cassie with the big assy. Trashy. Trashy. How about, yeah, assy Cassie. Assy Cassie. Yeah. We're oh, trying- believe me. I've heard it all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Try to come up with one. Assy Gassy Cassie. <laughs> with the big old assy. All right, Cassie. Here is your question. Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smythe is better known as which mascot? Captain Crunch, the Monopoly Man, Mr. Peanut, or the Quaker Oats Man? Bartholomew Ooh. Richard Fitzgerald Smythe. Captain Crunch? No, his name Peanut. is Horatio. I'm going to go Mr. Peanut. Please do not disparage Captain Crunch. His first name is Horatio. I cannot remember his last name. You are correct, Miles. It is, in fact, Mr. Peanut. Crunch. Do you know the uh, the Quaker man's name? Jeb <laughs> Longfellow. Larry. Larry. Larry the Quaker dude. Larry the Quaker. Larry the Quaker guy. I was looking Larry it up this Quaker morning. Guy. I'm like, Larry? Live on stage, Larry the Quaker <laughs> guy. Larry. Did they, I thought they said it was, oh, <laughs> We've been hoodwinked. <laughs> Oatmeal for everyone. <laughs> Where's the comedian? <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just some old Quaker dude on stage. He's telling like horse and buggy jokes. Let's get him done. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's like Mike saying, he's just up there throwing out everything. <laughs> for you, one for you. I'm from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Does anybody want to sow some oats? Hey! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all night. Right. <laughs> Heard you hippies turn this into milk. <laughs> <laughs> Find the nipples. <laughs> all right, Cassie. Here's sure your question. Who, who wants to wear my hat? <laughs> I'm Larry the Quaker guy. Thanks. <laughs> 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 then he does an interview. Like, you know, it's funny, man. They'd call me Lawrence. I don't even eat him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand those oats. Larry's my stage name. Yeah. I go by Lawrence and I eat pork chops. You understand? <laughs> That's all I eat, man. When given an option of breakfast, why would you eat my crap? Pork chops. I eat pork chops. My favorite sex position is the Benedict Cumberbatch. Come at me, man. <laughs> Always have applesauce with my pork chops. <laughs> I don't even eat it. It's like it on the plate. Because that's how Lawrence rolls. And raw asparagus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cassie, here's your question. What is the more common nickname for the constellation Ursa Major? The common nickname? Mm-hmm. Yep. The one you know about. Um. There's major and minor. Think about it that mm-hmm. way. That helps you. Uh. Um. I have no idea. You look well, at the sky guessing. when you're a kid, and they say, "Hey, there's the." What's the what's the what's the big one that everyone remembers? Um. Kind of looks like a spoon. I, I don't know. <laughs> The Big Dipper. <laughs> mm. The Big Dipper. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. I'm duh. A, I'm a, I'm a yeah, duh. That's how everybody finds the North Star. All right, Cassie, here's your question. I just look north, Mike. Oh, yeah. Here's your question. Marlon Brando played the Godfather. What was the Godfather's name? Ooh. Larry. Oh. Um. Oh. 
I used to watch that too. Oh my god. Oh, goodness. did you now? Uh, mm hmm. Give me a hint. It's not uh, I Don. I want to say Tony, but I know that's not right. <laughs> it's not Tony. <laughs> oh. That's the Sopranos. Oh, oh gosh. Um, Miles, you know it? Man. Oh, Al, Al Capone? <laughs> Vito Corleone. Yep. Vito's is right over there. Oh, okay. Question four, Cassie. Dumbassie. That's why they call it Vito. <laughs> Cassie Dumbassie. Okay. Aren't you glad you called? <laughs> Cassie Dumbassie. <laughs> All right, your question. <laughs> what lemon-scented oil is derived from dried grasses and used as an insect repellent? What lemon? Lemon-scented oil is derived from dried grasses and used as an insect repellent. Is it sold by a certain company? Oh. Oh, gosh. People I don't are, know. Um, they buy this stuff in the summer. Funny, like, put it around yeah. rubber as they're going to sit. Oh, mm. all right, all right. Like the candles. Mm-hmm. Start with an S. It sounds like it does. Starts okay. With, yeah. All right. <laughs> Starts with a C. Yes. <laughs> Man, I have. You I, have like I look. There's bugs outside. It, and it works just the same. Okay, so. think about a candle. There's bugs outside. Hey, go light the blank candle. Oh, I have one of those at home. Oh, I can't think of the name. Sis. Um, Sis. Sis. Come on! I know it's just like, oh my goodness! I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel like a dumbass when you guys give me the answer. Well, that's why you're Cassie dumbass. <laughs> mm-hmm. You big dummy! Uh, um, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Citronella. I can't think of the name of it. Citronella. Citronella. All right, one more question, Cassie. Come on, we can't end the year with you missing stuff. No. All right, Cassie, it's all I on you. The last one was easy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Citronella. <laughs> All right, here's the question. True or false, Al Capone hated the nickname Scarface, but he wanted to be known as Snorky. True. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. It's been a after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast on the Radio.com app. Have we made it to drinking time? Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. 
So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and Steve at Thrill Hill to find out who we're toasting. Yeah, we had a toast all set up for today's shot of the day, and what do you know, maybe it's the holiday season or something like Are that. Are you going to be nice? Well, not really. Okay. I'm just going to read an email that oh. came in, kind of tugs at the heartstrings here. All right, so we get this email today. It says, my father-in-law, Jimmy Klein, Jimbo, recently passed in October at the age of 54. I emailed you guys for his 50th birthday, and you guys read it on air, and he was so happy he thought it was awesome. Now, back when you guys were still doing the Men's Room Red Festival in Enumclaw, we all went down, and he was able to get a picture taken with Miles. Man, we apologize for that. He I, also lo- got, I look great. He also got to meet Thrill that day. That was one of his happiest days in his last five years. I attached some pictures of that day to this email. Took a look at those. And sure enough, Miles, you look fantastic. Thank you. In the last two years of his life, with his health declining, he'd wear a robe all day. This is the part that got me. He would wear a robe all day. But he would get dressed right before the men's room came on. Ah, this is a radio right. show. Now think about this. Mm-hmm. Your health's declining. You're wearing a robe. That's understood. But the man still decided to class it up when our show was going to come. I don't know why, because this show was not classy, but he would do that. Anyway, he participated in countless shots of the day with you guys. He would often tell people to, quote, stay beautiful instead of just saying a simple goodbye. It would mean the world to our family if you guys could make him the shot of the day on Thursday, December 15th. Hey, that's today. What? Nice. Perfect. On Thursday, December 15th, to help us celebrate his 51st birthday. 55th birthday. Damn. So I'll you tell you what that. we'll do. Well, I already did it. We read the email. Hey, man. <laughs> that's uh, it's one of those emails where you think it's going to bring the room down, and it does a bit, but also that's that's very cool. I'm very happy that we could do something. Absolutely. That, and, and again, I'm most impressed with the fact that a man in a robe chose to get dressed when our show was coming on. God damn it, we're like a freaking yeah. cocktail thank you, party thank on you the for, radio. Thank you for not freeballing. Yeah, man. <laughs> yes. When you put it like that, deep appreciation. We'll never know. So, hey, man, here's to Jimbo. We pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So, over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bichona! Thanks for listening to the best of the men's room podcast. Want more of the men's room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on radio.com. Oh, man! A double flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.